<laughs> man, you <laughs> give me my you, tea. <laughs> you over there lathering up with the, what's that? The cutter. cutter. That cutter. Oh man, that's one of the greatest things about Louisiana is our mosquitoes. Yeah, dude, I just sprayed myself right in the face <laughs> with that stuff, and my face is burning, bro. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Yeah. Hmm. Deet. Deet on my face. <laughs> Welcome back to Third Coast Podcast. Uh, how y'all doing out there? Hope y'all enjoy and keep listening on. And sitting here with the one, the only, Chuck, Miss Charles. Yo, yo, yo. And join, joining us today. You you want to say something, Alex? Alex Johnson, baby. Yeah, you guys are neighbors, huh? Yeah. Uh, how long have we figured out how long y'all been living beside each other? And Joe just found your house yesterday. <laughs> and it was a struggle too, trying to find your house. And it was only like two streets down. And Alex was down there waving me down the road, and I guess I'm blind as a bat. Couldn't see him last night. It's like 100 yards away. 100 yards away. Yeah, I know now that I'm not going to drive. I'm just going to walk down there to get get my backpack and come down and go down there to see you. Yeah, I'm really standing at the end of the driveway trying to wave Joe, and he still just drives right past and calls me on the phone immediately. And I'm like, Joe, just look behind you, man. I ain't gonna lie. I went down that road like four times last night. People probably, our neighbors probably think I was tripping. That's the road you live on, bro. It's it's funny because I know where both y'all live and like it's. It's a dead end road. Yeah, yeah. There's nowhere else to get lost on. So about. About 11 o'clock last night in our neighborhood, the fucking little black car was making loops around. They probably thought I was losing my mind, couldn't find my way home. Yeah, it was an interesting adventure, though. Yeah, bro. Suburbia, Oakdale. It's easy to get lost out there, man. Yeah, especially right down the road, too. I don't know. Guess I was just tripping. Yep. It is what it is, though. <laughs> it happens. Well, you found yourself here now, bro. We're uh, we're doing good, though, man. We're uh, we're sitting sitting pretty. Oh yes, the uh, stage. This is the first thing that's happened on this stage, huh? Yeah, I'd say this is the first event. <laughs> yeah, the first. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't call this a performance. <laughs> <laughs> Just a recording. Or maybe that gives us an excuse. This is performance art. No. But uh, we're sitting here on the Avon stage. And y'all can imagine it's a nice, hot Louisiana afternoon. But it turned out good. Yeah, man, other than uh, me spraying myself in the face with with that mosquito spray, but uh no, nah, it uh it's it's awesome. It's a, a dream come true literally. It's, it's a beautiful stage. I know uh, the listeners can't see it, but we're underneath a a good uh I'd say 17 foot tall beautiful new stage here at uh, at the Void and can't wait for everybody to see it you know i think it's cool that people can't see it they can hear me talk about it i could describe it it's got it's got a floor it's got a roof <laughs> but uh yeah man who came up with the the framework idea for it it was something i found online it was like a like a i guess outdoor deck type thing with a slanted roof 
And I, I sent my cousin Jesse a, a picture of it. I was like, let's build this. And he was like, yeah, shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> and uh, it was at some points, but, yeah, it was a lot of fun to build. A lot of fun to build. Especially when it comes together, too. When a plan comes together. Compared to the old A1 stage, it's just insane. I mean, the old A1 stage got its... Uh, memories his, history, history man literally it's a it's a special it's a special stage man and we'll never really not use it but it's like that's the beauty beautiful thing about that stage is that we brought it from different locations and it's provided us with exactly what we need for so long you know and it'll continue to do that you know it's almost like it's not meant to have a permanent spot because of the way that the stage is built you know and um but for us to have it out here is really cool because we can move it at different parts of the property mm. wherever you know and it's almost like it's like a, a um a christening you know you put us you put that stage in a spot and pretty soon there'll probably be a, a a really awesome permanent one you know you i feel like i can see come. you good i'm gonna move, move but the old avon <laughs> stage has been at every void other than the very first one right uh yeah 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 Every, other than the one that we had in that big uh in that two-story house yep it's that's what i'm saying there's been a lot of memories on it and um hunter's uncle roddy ramiro built that stage and then it got used at a bunch of bushkaris and uh the lost body ramblers played on it um you can actually see the Ramblers, play, Ramblers playing on it uh, during Anthony Bourdain's right. uh, episode where he's in Louisiana. Yeah, oh, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, it's a it's a monumental stage, if you will. R.I.P. Anthony Bourdain. R.I.P. Bro, what a cool dude. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the traveling shows that. I enjoyed the most. No reservations. Yeah, he. I mean, he. He was just. He. He was one of a kind at what he does, and it's crazy that he's gone. Like a lot of people, try, I can tell. Like try to try to fill whatever type of void that he left. You know. You know about Anthony Bourdain? I was trying to be quiet and not say nothing, but I do not know who y'all are talking about <laughs> at all. I was just trying to, I was hoping the topic would like blow over and change to something else, but. <laughs> well, no, it's better that you don't know about it yeah. because because me and Alex are like, yeah, you yeah, know, who, who is this dude? <laughs> He's a guy that had a show. He was a chef initially and stuff, and then eventually had a uh, show on Travel Channel and stuff and multiple other channels that he got super popular. Super big. He had Barack Obama on his show drinking a beer with him while he was president. Like, super popular super cool and such a like people person you know it seemed like just another dude mm-hmm. like us you know like you know how guy <laughs> fieri does his he Gimmicks. travels around yeah. and like and and does food food related interviews and goes and stops in different cities and 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 does different things well anthony Bourdain did that except he was you know a lot more chill than <laughs> Than uh, Guy Fieri, no, no, no uh, diss on Guy Fieri though, you know, Flavor Town baby. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but Anthony Bourdain was like, oh he, my bad, yeah, double applause. No, it was a great joke, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, but he he would travel around to different countries and and go to, like study different cultures and they're they're like not just their most famous like parts of town, but their most like underground and like what really makes a city a city. And he would you know it was it was awesome. If you don't if you haven't seen it, bro, go binge watch some Anthony Bourdain. I'm gonna have to check that out. What's that on like Netflix or something? He's on everything, bro. You can find something that he's done on on everything. But like Alex was saying, one of the best is uh, Parts Unknown. You said Parts Unknown, no reservations. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yep. Anthony Bourdain, bro. What yep. y'all been up to, bro? Besides that. <laughs> <laughs> besides that, I dove into a weird wormhole of an idea that I saw. You ever heard of the Philadelphia experiment? No. And so, uh, apparently, way back when, when the United States was fighting Russia, uh, Russia fighting Germany during World War II, they experimented, allegedly experimented on cloaking technology for ships, and allegedly they actually done it. But, did it really happen or not? So, I've been diving into it, and what is weird about it is, you get like a base level for it. Wait, wait. So explain. Like you, you, you talking about cloaking? Yes. Like invisibility. Yeah. Okay. Hold up. Where is it at? Entire ships invisible. Yeah, like you think they start with like just like a car. <laughs> <laughs> like, look at my invisible bicycle. Then we're gonna move. But it the, would seem that ships on the horizon already. That would probably be easier. Okay, so is it more for like radar detection, or is it actual like visibility? Uh, it, uh, allegedly, the uh, experiment happened in the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, around October 28, 1943. Allegedly, the Navy tried to render, uh, render the destroyer USS Embridge invisible. And the only thing that people have seen they said it was like a whole bunch of lightning storms and allegedly it did go invisible and then never saw it again and then it's a whole bunch of like Wait. books wrote into it and it never came back yeah <laughs> Wait, what? that's why see that's why it's a clip edge like people because the the ship is still there but people believe that it went invisible and never came back they just built another one yeah but there's no, you know, like when you dive into like Bigfoot or like oh, if okay. the world's so flat, is... you can find like information galore. But when I mm-hmm. dived into that cliff wall, like stone wall, it's like, hey, this this event happened, and there's no information, no real information about it. Like someone wrote a book on it, but it's just a speculatory book. You know what I'm saying? Right. Huh. It's weird. Yeah. So that's some government shit. So, yeah. Like, did it really work? And so maybe it did, and they figured it out, and so like, hey, we're here's this new operation. We're gonna do this all this research to do this new thing, and it's gonna change, you know, technology and society. And then they actually do it, but they don't go and and alert everybody about it. They're just like, maybe we need to keep this under wraps. Oh. I think maybe so, you know. Who's but so your thought is there's still a ship out there? No, that they he's saying that they that they figured out the technology and and they haven't. But said the ship, they hit, the ship they never hit, came back. No, no, it, they just 
in the in the story the ship disappeared oh okay later and on just, like they okay. like witnesses say that it disappeared right but did it no they never said it re the witnesses said it, it never, never reappeared. reappeared and then you know lo and behold there's another one why wouldn't they have a backup in case something crazy happened to it you know what i'm saying right it's wild man conspiracies the thing that popped into my head though when you said philip experiences the stanford experiment you don't know about that one but that's yeah. not this is not a uh conspiracy at all it's a that's when they um they locked all the other uh, people up and yeah well they took these random subjects and they put them in prison put half of them as guards half of them as actual prisoners oh uh, yeah they told them that they were guards they told them some of them were guards and some of them were prisoners and the people who were guards even knowing that the subjects were not actual prisoners acted as real prisoner guards being very violent with them you know very aggressive even though they knew that they haven't done anything wrong to deserve to be in prison it's just an experience experiment yeah, yeah and and then they the prisoners even acted as if they were like acting out and like and like yes. being prisoners yeah yeah and they all went crazy and the guards yeah. like eventually tried to take over and stuff and or the prison i don't know it was oh, like, yeah they're beating yeah. up the prisoners and stuff it was bad stanford experiments yeah no that was real and experiments and experiments are like oh that's a that's a that's a whole thing. that's a whole thing like where because a lot of people don't look at where medical science came from it came from a very dark and like crude like idea to where it is now. Could you imagine? They used to, they would put leeches on people, or they would bleed like they would cut people to bleed them to get infections and. Wait, but that wait. was some of the worst they things. Still, they still put leeches on people. That's still leech therapy is a real thing. Is it? Mm-hmm. But I know what you're talking about. You're talking about is like back ther- in the day. When you get a headache, they used to drive a nail straight through your forehead. Yeah. <laughs> Relieve the pressure. No, I get it. Um, but, yeah, that's just, you know, how how cruel and, and dark was the world before medicine or modern medicine. Even though, like, they're like, here, you know, take this, drink a bunch of this vodka and it'll make your headache go away. You know, that's how, that's real... That's real, real science, real medical history stuff right there. You know, and like how far it's come. You know, if we didn't have modern science or modern medicine, then we'd be truly fucked. Yes. How recent electrotherapy and stuff like that was? Like that wasn't that crazy long ago. We were doing electrotherapy on people. That was what. Electrotherapy is still a thing as well. Yeah, you can shock your muscles. No, I'm talking about for your oh, for, for your, your psyche. Yeah. Uh, but are you talking about leech therapy? Do they still have that in in medical fields? Like you can't, you or is that? It's like more a like it's more like one of those holistic elective, holistic yeah. type things where you go to like um, a spa and right. they're like, or maybe not. I think I want to say. I mean, I'll have to look it up, dude. You you guys, I could check it out, but I don't know. Maybe next time. I'm pretty sure. That and look, look, there's Kennedy. List Kennedy leeches, y- they're still used in like medical and like therapy, right? Holistically, like Holistically? I think so, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, she thinks so. But nobody, yeah. what an MD is putting leeches on people, 
No, yeah, no, no, they're not doing that. Is there like certain parts parts of your body you shouldn't put the leech at? Uh, I've seen leeches on eyeballs and stuff, man. Damn, giant Knoxville. Yeah. So, and like that's that was in like a, a tribe in another country or something. Like they were doing that. Oh no, I, I'm I'm not down for the leech therapy. If I want leech therapy, I just go jump in the river. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really have leeches here, huh? Yeah, I've never. I've swam in some of the n- nastiest yeah. water here around. We we have part of Louisiana. Yeah, we have leeches. It's Definitely. just in certain spots. I Definitely think. in like old stagnant water stuff, like old ponds and stuff that doesn't get a lot of movement. Yet. Yeah, that's uh, one of those old uh, out in the middle of the field ponds. Yeah, that's where I got my trophy bass out there, just right. swimming around, waiting for me to throw them on the wall. Yeah, so it's just certain types of leeches and their uh, Herodo medicinal, medicinalis. Uh, it's a medicinal leech. But if you're asking if a leech can suck your wiener, I don't think it can. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't going that. I mean, I would. I. I, I mean, if I'm gonna put leeches on my body, I'm definitely putting one on my penis. I mean, it has to happen. I mean, for I just get, for science and a- acknowledgement of the world, just. If you're going to leave, if nobody you're going- else has to, you know, <laughs> just so nobody. I'm being a hero here. Like, when was the last lobotomy performed? Like, that was a thing where that driving they would at least shave off the frontal lobe of your brain. A lobotomy. That's what that is. Yeah, I thought that. <laughs> Never mind. I thought it was something else too. But what did you think it was? I thought it was like. Uh, I, I thought it was a sex s- position, but I, might I be thought wrong. it was when you got fat sucked <laughs> out of you. No, but I'm That's thinking life folks. That's okay. <laughs> Yeah, lobotomies when they shaved all the front part of your brain when someone had like a mental disability, they called them yeah crazy or whatever. That's what they did. That and wins. they the mortality rate was so high. That's why they eventually said no, this is now illegal to do. Yeah, you're right. When was the last one performed? Um, lobotomy. The last recorded lobotomy in the United States was performed by Dr. Walter Freeman in 1967. So that wasn't long ago. Not that long ago. 1967. Ended in the death of the person on whom it was performed. Yes. That's probably why they stopped. Absolutely why I stopped. (laughs) The mortality rate was crazy. But apparently they had quite a few successful operations. Today, lobotomy is rarely performed. However, shock therapy and psychosurgery, the surgical removal of specific regions of the brain occasionally are used to treat patients whose symptoms have resisted all other treatments. So I guess if like if you're going literally crazy because right. one part of your brain isn't working, they're like, all right, well, we're going to get rid of this part. You probably won't have any motor functions, but at least you're not going to be a crazy person. Like, which would you rather? That's probably an extreme but example. If someone <laughs> is that crazy, are they deciding that? Or no, is it would have deciding to be like, that for them? It would have to be like, okay, um, part of your brain, let's use a different example. Part of your brain, hey, you, if we don't perform this surgery where we're going to cut out part of your brain that's going to, it's going to, you're never going to be able to speak again. But if we don't do it, you're never going to be able to walk again. But that's someone that 
knows what they're doing if someone is crazy and they have a mental disorder no 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 what I'm, you hear what I'm saying <clears throat> forget about the crazy part so I'm like Alex if you don't perform the surgery you're never going to be able to walk or uh, speak again but if you perform this surgery you'll be able to walk but you won't be able to speak right I get what you're saying I would definitely choose to have that surgery yeah, but yeah. I'm saying if someone is in a mental state they don't know what's right what's wrong they don't know who chooses that for them they do because they're not crazy it's just about physical things so if someone's so crazy they don't have the mental capability <laughs> to choose or not they won't perform the surgery on them well no because if somebody I mean unless they have like cosigners my guardian that decides yeah, it for guardians them. like people that pull the plug and type, those type things I don't know man that's heavy bro yeah, you are. We're in the you deep, deep corner. Hey, hey, <laughs> you know what the most venomous uh, ant in the world is? Bullet ant? My Aunt Debbie, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Now, now uh, so I ran across this thing since I want to be weird. Uh, the What's it called? The bull, the bulldog ant. It's like native to like Australia, right? Back in eighteen, yeah, we talking about the same thing. Uh, nineteen, nineteen thirty six, <laughs> right? There was a, a extreme drought in Australia, right? And these ants are so like vicious. They they like actually swarm like a, a small mining town of like ninety people, and the ants ate everybody in the town. Men, that, women, and children ate everybody. The ants did. The oh, ants yeah. just r- ran through ninety people. Well, yes, nine, dude. Just like a col- uh, the colony of them because they were they were forced into the town because of the drought, uh, and that was the only thing they could eat. In other countries, ants move like crazy, bro. I, when I was in Ecuador, I was staying like outside of this dude's house, like kind of like in you know, like a little bungalow slash garage, and. I came home one night and my bed where I was or you know what I was sleeping on was just covered in ants and I like I didn't know what to do like I'm talking thousands of ants you can barely see the color of my of my my like of my bedspread where you're sleeping at where I'm sleeping I'm like I'm 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 fucked cuz like where I come from when ants when you see that many ants all together they building a big mountain but I literally was sitting out there, and I watched the whole thing move as a one across the wall, down on the floor, and like they, instead of like one by one, like we see them, they moved as like a like a school of fish, like a school of fish, and like my bed was completely clean. And you slept there, you know, I slept no ants. <laughs> I slept there very terrified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, did you, did you like shh, go go away ants? And they just like, all right, man. Hold. No, I mean, I just like, I was just like in awe of how many ants were on my bed, and uh, just wake up with a blanket of ants on. Oh, me. I'm just so happy that I wasn't sleeping there when it happened. Bro. I wouldn't have slept there. I I would have definitely slept somewhere else, like in a chair or something. Went like laid on the table. I mean, once they were gone, bro, I was like, "We're good." Yeah, but how good, did they? Baby. So they were over your bed, right? They were like, and then they how did they, they were like how did they go away? It, it almost looked like a shadow was moving along the um, along the walls in the. Oh, so it just like kind of moved on your bed and moved away. Yeah, but slowly, you know, it wasn't like a real fast thing. It was like, like say, like this. <laughs> the listeners, Charlie is moving his hands very slowly. <laughs> 
look, bro. You know? Damn, man. Could you imagine being in that town and just seeing hordes of ants eating people? Like, people running down the streets and, oh, and just getting dragged away by ants. It must have been a terrible time. Do you think they were getting dragged away, or you think they were just getting covered so much? Probably getting consumed. Covered so much and bit that they, like, die, like, like trying to get away, like, crawling away. You know what's crazy about these ants, too, is their venom actually paralyzes you if you get bit enough. So, of course, there's a whole swarm of them on you. You get bit, like, 90, 100 times. It's going to completely paralyze your body. But your nervous nervous system... Am I, your brain, you still feel everything. You feel it all as they eat you. That, that's that was, horrible. Hey, those ants, yeah. they were imported from South America to Australia. They're not indigenous, but they were used to torture people. Because back in the day, the Brit, uh, Australia used to be a British ter- territory, and they would bring prisoners down there, and that was mm-hmm. one of the forms. They would bury them up to their necks and let the, in the ant area and let the ants eat them alive. It was one of the most painful torture ways to kill yeah, prisoners. Like All of Australia yeah, is, like a, go, is like a prison. Their ancestors were prisoners of Australia. That's how it all came about. That's how Australia got its population. I feel like if you live in Australia, you're probably a prisoner to all of those things that could possibly get you, bro. They got some critters out there. Dude, I got some. Uh, you know the kangaroo? Right, if it's fearing that it's going to die a female, you know how it has the baby in its pouch, like say something like a like an alligator or something's going to eat it. It actually shoots the baby out and lets the predator eat it, and it gets away. The oh, mama nice. does, like a little turtle shell. It just shoots the baby out, like boom, like, make another this, one, hop have away. Have this thing, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat me, eat my children. <laughs> yeah, no. That's kangaroos for you. Yeah, oh. that's what. I love about pelicans, though, and it's on the Louisiana State flag, and you see the pelican, what it's doing is, on the Louisiana flag, is biting itself and feeding its touch children because they don't have any food. And a pelican, a mom pelican would do that. They would literally bite meat off its own body to feed its children. That's hardcore. That's mm-hmm. cannibalism. On the Louisiana for- flag, that's what that pelican is doing, is biting itself. What? Yes. On the Louisiana State flag, that's what that pelican is doing, is biting itself. To feed, I thought see. the dro- I thought the drops of blood symbolized like religion, like the drops uh, of blood symbolized the pelican eating itself. Oh no, that seems kind of. I don't know. I'm going to do some research on don't, that. I thought it was like the believe, three bloods of Christ dripping into the babies or something. Joe, don't destroy it for me. <laughs> well, what? what? <laughs> That's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to destroy your dreams. And if y'all ain't checked it out yet, make sure y'all check out the website at 5000w's.thirdcoastpodcast.com on all major streaming platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Check out our TikTok. Yeah, we do TikToks out there for all y'all hip, cool people. And uh, that brings me to a question, Chuck. Would you like to do the tortilla challenge with me one day? I mean, I have to say yes, but... uh, You know what that is, right? Yeah, bro, but dude... Are we going to do the tortilla challenge? Is it going to be like us doing the, like, like, are we going to, is it going to be us, like, kind of like how Ice Bucket Challenge was, was, or it was like played out too much and like, and like, are you still doing the Ice Bucket Challenge, bro? And then came, come to find out, probably shouldn't have been doing the Ice Bucket Challenge. <laughs> Even though, yeah, they were raising a bunch of money and stealing a bunch of money. Why shouldn't you have been the Ice Bucket Challenge? Did I miss something? 
uh, Ice Bucket Challenge was like supposed to be raising money for, for ALS and stuff. Yeah. And no, like, that went sideways. All that money just went to like a meme, literally. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was no organization for the Ice Bucket Challenge, you know? Like that money just like went somewhere. It was like one of the biggest person who decided to create this ice bucket challenge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I but mean, the tortilla challenge was, is, and like so many people. It were, sounds like our taxes. <laughs> yeah, I don't where, know. Where I think I just need to. I need to know more about this tortilla challenge and, and why I need to be getting slapped well, in the face about tortilla. You just uh, you're supposed to ask like questions to someone like they should know about you. Like, hey Chuck, what's my favorite color? And you'll be it's like red. And then I smack the fuck out <laughs> you with a tortilla. Because <laughs> it's that green. Doesn't, that doesn't seem fun. And then me. you ask me a question. Like, uh, so I thought but you, you also like, have water in your yeah, mouth. I thought you were supposed to. You have to have water in your mouth? Yeah, that's the whole thing with a tortilla <laughs> challenge is you have water in your mouth. I All thought. Right, Joe, here, I got a better idea. Let's come up with our own challenge. <laughs> yes. Because I think we can do better. Let me pie you in the face. <laughs> the hamburger bun challenge. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just gonna eat uh, uh, like a bunch of hamburgers. No, we'll we'll, we'll figure out a challenge, bro. We'll but I don't know. I don't feel like getting slapped in the face by a tortilla. Do you? Bro? A better challenge would be like how I much? Feel like, dude, I challenge you. How much food can you give to the homeless? That would be a positive challenge. No. <laughs> <laughs> Think about the community first. But the tortilla challenge is literally benefits no one. I thought the, ALS, the ice bucket challenge was actually doing good, but apparently that's not a thing. Yeah. I challenge you to uh, take a shower. <laughs> uh, I challenge you to uh, like call your mom. <laughs> Something like that, you know? <laughs> you know what's a, a weird fact about today? Yeah. Four years ago, we recorded... Well, I wasn't actually on the show at the time, but the first episode for Third Coast Drop four years ago today. Nice. That's awesome. Yep. Four years strong, baby. Still broke. But, hey, still doing the thing, though. <laughs> still growing. Yeah, every every year it gets bigger and bigger and just got to keep on keeping on. Yeah, man. You're doing a great job. And uh, shout out to... Oh, David Bostic out there. Well, we look forward to having you on the show on the 19th. I'm super excited for that. It's going to be a fun adventure. And hopefully I don't mess it up. Hopefully I can, you know, don't say nothing to I've been doing, like, research yeah, on, like, how to interview, <laughs> how to interview <laughs> MMA fighters. That would be podcast episode ever, though. Yeah, dude. If you just get that dude just to just beat you up on air... Nah, nah, nah. He did. Do the tortilla challenge with him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> or just take a punch to the gut. Oh, dude, yeah, that's a challenge. I challenge you, Joe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, y'all should uh, definitely come out and see us for Fed the Void this year. If y'all haven't got y'all's tickets yet, make sure y'all go to www.fedthevoid.com. And buy them tickets, uh, along with all the wonderful musicians, artists, vendors, everybody that, and just the people in general that's going to be here. Uh, make sure you stop by and see us, and we got some free stuff for y'all this year. And say hi, and we can't wait to see everybody here and y'all's lovely faces. Also, if you live in Oakdale 
and you listen to Third Coast Podcast, reach out to me and I'll give you a special offer for Effective Void this year. So if there's some Oakdale, some of my Oakdale friends that want to come and, um, and, and haven't done it before and don't want to pay the money, I got you a, a neighbor deal. So there you go. Neighbor deals. <laughs> I've been uh, in the bag of tricks already with topics. Uh, so, Alex, yes, how does it feel after listening to all of that? Ep- you have you listened to all the episodes, or at least a, a good majority of them? I would say at least eighty-seven percent of them. Damn. So. Uh, do you have a question that you would like to ask me or Chuck on the show? Is there anything that's ever rolled around your head while you've been listening to the show? Like, man, I just want to be like, ah. Man. Well, if you don't There's- mind me saying, Alex brought up that uh, it, we should start doing like crowdsourced reco- like, uh, questions and stuff. Fan questions, yeah, yeah. 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 Send those in. I think that would be great. You know, there's so many, a lot of times that, yeah. What's your question? My question (laughs) is, do you think you could actually tell the difference between Coke and Pepsi? (laughs) Yes. For sure, dude. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's like telling the difference between Coke and Diet Coke, bro. Pepsi no, tastes like Diet definitely Coke. definitely a huge... <laughs> they're super... They're both colas. They're both... Well, can you tell the difference between Britney Spears and Jessica Simpson? Yes, because that's two humans that I can look at. Okay, Coke and Pepsi, bro. I'm that's saying in a... Britney Spears, Pepsi, Jessica Simpson, Coke. Uh, but in a glass that... You don't know each brand. You think you can identify which one is Coke and which one is Pepsi? Yes. I've been drinking Coke all my life, mm. so I know that flavor. I would love in- I wish we had a Coke and Pepsi here. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you're making me second guess myself, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that I'm, uh, I would absolutely 100% know the difference. What about with beers? I say that what if I lined up a Miller Lite, Bud Light, Miller Lite, Coors Light, I would Co- tell the difference for sure. You would name would, each one. I this can is, name this each is one Coors Light. so is, quick. All right, well, it sounds like for another episode, we're going to have different soda be- and alcoholic beverages to, for Troy to tell us which is what. People, well, that, people that, need to see hey, that. Hey, that, that would be a cool TikTok, too. Yeah, see if you could really do that. Do that. Like, I would rather we, do that. I would rather do that. I don't know. I can definitely taste the taste of Bud Light. I can, at Spot, I, 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 Bud Light's one of those beers that it seems like that's the beer that someone gives you. Not, you know? <laughs> not only. Is it light beer? But I'm a light beer connoisseur. I know my light beers, bro. I've been drinking light beer since. See, me, I think, and I only, don't mind either one of them. I, I know, but I know the difference in in all of them. The only one I think I can spot out of all the beers, light beers, is like High Life because that's what I'm drinking the most of. So I'll be like, well, that's High Life. Other than that, other than like, if you have craft beers. Our foreign beers, Heineken stuff, you ought to be a tail pump. But as far as Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller Light, there's no way I could tell the difference. I could tell you the difference between those three, Bud Light, Coors Light, and Miller Light. For sure. I'd have to disagree that you can do that. Well, how can you disagree when you haven't seen it done? No, I'm just doubting that you can do oh, that. you're doubting me. Yeah. All right. 
He's doubting me, Joe. Hey, I mean, that's what the world sometimes world just you doubts it, you. You got to make a, you got to turn the uh, the doubters into non-doubters. All right, well, hold up. I wish else? I could have came up with a better saying than that because <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> it was good enough. Oh, the triumphant air horn. Going on. Uh, I ain't getting rid of that now. It's got to have to stay for a little while. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. Uh, uh, shout out to the Horde. Uh, we have almost 100 members now, part of the Horde. It's in uh, Third Coast Group. Y'all go in there. Tell us what y'all want to hear. Post, hey, go in there and post some stuff, too. Post some memes. Tell us what y'all think about everything, because there's a whole bunch of stuff going on in the Third Coast uh, world. And I, I, that's one of the biggest things that I've never understood is like the insight, like everybody that talks shit about everything, but on third coast, it's like, like birds chirping in the background. Like everybody's always quiet. So get out there and say something and shout out to, uh, the body, Jesse McCullough out there in, uh, Bama on the beach right now. Uh, he sent me a picture of, uh, him sporting some koozies with that, uh, What's that crown and apple they have now in a, a twelve ounce little can? You ever seen that yet? It's yeah, like they're a, mixing cocktails now. Yeah, and it's like in the can. He loves them things. I was like, ah oh, man. I mean, more power to you, man. If you like them, go for it. But I'm not a heavy uh, liquor fan. I just drink beer. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. Uh, all the pre-made cocktails are are tough, man. They they want to put a bunch of sugar in them and just like syrup. Pretty nasty. Pretty nasty stuff. Yeah, Give me a shot in a beer. We're good. Yeah, man. I've been I've been trying to uh, take off my beer belly too. So, you know, trying to. Uh, you can take it off. I add it on. It's fine. Yeah, I'll just give it to you. Try before the pod. You were saying how you've been cutting off drinking, and your vision has improved. <laughs> That's what I was telling him. <laughs> it's I was not just blurry. saying, bro. I I mean, I already have terrible vision. And um, I'm I'm thinking it's because like sometimes I forget to take my contacts out and and when I'm drinking a lot like there's times where you know I fall asleep and forget so I think that has a lot to contribute to it because I'm taking care of my eyes better but I was just saying that you know alcohol is a poison so it's like when you stop it's a notable difference on every part of your body you know and, and like. I was just saying, like, my vision is better. It's crazy. But, you know. Which I never would have thought that that would have been a thing. That's something you notice. But I don't know. And, like, I don't even think that I had that bad of an issue with drinking. You don't wear glasses? I do. I wear contacts. And I'm so blind. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying, you don't have, like, a pair of glasses to wear every now and again? No. I always break glasses. Oh, yeah, see, I'm the same way. My vision's horrible. I wear contacts, but I have to have a pair of glasses. I want to get LASIK surgery. If yeah. You, dude, if you ever watched LASIK surgery get done, like when mm-hmm. I was I was considering doing it and then I, I went and watched the video of it. It's basically, you ever seen a fish get filleted? It's basically they, they fillet your eyeball and then hit it with some lasers. I want to get done. They, that's they why. fold it back over and then weld it back shut. I want to get it done, so I have intentionally not watch anything. Don't. I don't know. I I, I have twenty twenty, so I, I have no vision problems. 
it, it means it, I mean I'm slow, so I have to see far away if predators are coming, <laughs> so I can get out. I mean, with Charlie Baptist, you know, people with bad vision don't get enough like love. I don't know because it, when my, <laughs> when my con- when I wake up in the morning and my contacts are not in, you about to get me started, bro. I cannot see anything. If there was someone that comes into my house and stuff, I wouldn't know who it is. I didn't know if you're. <laughs> All right. It's a handicap it's impairment a hand- that no, it needs to be part of a tax bracket. People need to be paying for people with twenty twenty vision should be taxed for the people that don't have twenty twenty vision. Facts. Wow, facts. A hundred percent agree so, with that. So, so I, I got I got to be taxed more because my eyes work better. Why not? Why not? Why it's not fair that ooh, I got shitty eyes ooh, and you got good? Ooh, eyes, how about bro? this? We take the nope. money that you tax me and just get your eyes fixed, so you don't have to tax me again. But no, that pe- would the never people work. With, <laughs> the people with that, good. Oh, I would love to get that surgery, bro. Hey, that, <laughs> Where you get that at? Like a hey, back alley of a Taco Bell. You bro. pay. You pay. You pay taxes and actually fix something. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously, bro. Like, look. Look, I'm not. I'm no politician, <laughs> but. As soon as somebody can tell me that uh, where our taxes are going, then they can tell me that that's a bad idea. But until uh, until they can tell me that, then give me a receipt, damn it. The people with good vision, though, don't realize how much of a disadvantage it is to have bad vision. Yeah, and it's a it's a, a God given disability. So it's like, hey, I think people would would be happy about that too. It's like. Nobody wants to be taxed, but really, it's because we're being taxed and our taxes are going to all kinds of other shit that we don't even know about. But if people knew, like, hey, this is the vision tax, and, like, this is to go to all the people that can't see. No, that's why GoFundMe work. Exactly. Yeah, same thing. And it's like, why why isn't it set up more like that, bro? But look, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to get political. (laughs) I don't like that. I got a question. Have y'all seen the new Buzz Lightyear movie? Yes. I have not. I enjoyed it. I thought so, too. I I watched it last night with the kids, and uh, I have to say, like, you can go spend all the money to be the first person in the movie theater to see it, but if you have a little bit of, uh, how, what word am I looking for? When you hold back, and it, even though it's... Restraint. Yeah. You have a little restraint. It's been, what, two months? And now I can watch it on my big TV at the house. You know what I'm saying? And uh, watched it last night with the kids. And I just love how they done it. You know, just the idea because it was an open an open landscape they could go off of. Mm-hmm. And just, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought everything they done with it was great. And if you don't like it, oh, well. I've watched Toy Story a billion times with my with my youngest she loves toy story to have something a little different was great last night i think a lot of the cartoons are are really focusing their energy on dimensional storytelling and so like for them to take buzz lightyear out of toy story and make his own story and show his own side of things is awesome and it's kind of like you know what they're doing with spider-man so it's like they could even do that with Woody, you know, like do a, a really cool cartoon western with yes. with, with Woody and, and get Tom Hanks to do it, and or you know I, they they did not get um, Tim Allen to do Buzz Lightyear, which I was 
I was which little... I, I actually had uh, me and Charles, my oldest, talked about that. And uh, he, he brought the same thing. He was like, they don't have the same voice for Buzz. And uh, the best explanation I got from it is uh, I told him, I was like, well, I'm guessing Buzz had his own voice as a toy. You know what I'm saying? He was mass produced as a, a gen, you know, generic look like toy. So he had that voice across the thing, but it wasn't the voice of the character on the show of the thing. And that's why I liked it because they had such free reign with it that it makes sense because they could do anything they want to bring it back. Because could you imagine? Because obviously a toy ain't going to do all the cool shit that Buzz was doing in that new movie. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I got my theory as well. So. Who, what was the dude's name? It was Captain America that did the voice for uh, for the new Buzz Lightyear, right? Chris Evans? Chris Evans. So it was Chris Evans that did the voice for, for Buzz Lightyear on, on this movie. I didn't, I, I didn't know that. Okay, so... That's cool. So Tim Allen did the voice of Buzz Lightyear in, in Toy Story. Yeah. So my theory is Buzz Lightyear as a toy is older than the version of... The, of the Buzz Lightyear movie that we're seeing because if you look at Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story he has a, a swirly goatee on his chin if I'm not mistaken yeah and in the movie and has in the dip. movie he doesn't have anything so he's younger in this movie than he is when he got a toy made out of him ah so the toy was inspired by this character yeah so I mean, the toy uh, he, he didn't get a toy until he was older so you're going to get a lot more Buzz Lightyear stories as he grows because even in the movie he didn't he didn't age at all. No. But he up, does up. eventually age and I think that's when Toy Story happens. So the, the Buzz Lightyear movie that you're seeing is set in a different time. I love y'all both have theories on Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah. I really enjoyed that that movie. I, I, I love Toy Story. And the thing that I was upset about and I'm not really upset, but I was wanting more Toy Story plugs. Oh, yeah. It it, it was just straight Buzz Lightyear stuff. Straight Buzz Lightyear. But, you know, I was like, all right, cool. That's fine. Yeah, and my, uh, I second your thought about Woody because that opens up a whole wormhole for Woody, Jesse, uh, the Prospector. Uh, I forget what the the horse's name. I don't understand why they make uh, in the third Toy Story why they make the horse kind of act like a dog. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was the thing the whole time. It, it, like the the horse acts more like a dog than it does a horse. Or am I the only one that notices that? I've watched. I think because it's because it's Woody's like trusted companion, like his steed. It's like man's best friend too. My daughter has watched the first three Toy Stories on repeat. For the last like, so he year wasn't like so. that in the first. One. I need to watch rewatch the first one. Uh, he ain't in the first one. The horse ain't in it. He uh, comes in in the second one when he becomes when the uh, the dude steals him and uh, he brings him to like the tower and he's supposed to sell him to Japan as a whole set. Then he meets like Jesse the horse, the prospector, and the prospector ends up being evil and gets out of his case and turns. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going way too tense. No. <laughs> could you imagine like a live action of Andy and like his story, like having these toys? He would just be a fucking regular boring ass kid because he had no idea that his toys were alive. But you knew. 
Do you know Sid? <laughs> so we're just watching this kid live a normal this life. This kid, and he, he, he just play. He finds way he plays he, with these toys for way too long. He, he gets older. His friends and stuff start making fun of him. And he has like C's on his report card, and like we're like he doesn't even know that his he toys. He doesn't are know. Old. Yeah, he's like just normal as fuck. <laughs> I want, I'm surprised they've never done like a horror movie parody from Toy Story. Well, I'm sure they Arby have. has like suspicions that his toys move. Like he comes in, his toys in a different position. He's like <laughs> the whole movie is just him trying to catch him. Trying to- <laughs> <laughs> like he keeps opening the door. You, uh, and like his mom thinks he's crazy and like performs an exorcism on him. <laughs> you- <laughs> You know, Sid is the garbage man in the second movie, I didn't right? Know that. That's a plug I'm talking about. That's the ones I was waiting on during this Buzz Lightyear thing because it's like I don't know. I don't. If I was I was sitting down with my kid to watch it, knowing that I watched Toy Story as a kid, I would be like, "Oh, they're talking they're like that." There's that's, no that's, Easter- a sign, that's a thing from from Toy Story. There's, there's no thing. Easter eggs in it, and yeah, yeah I, I went. Is there three or four Toy Stories? Four. They just did the fourth one, and it's a tearjerker, bud. Oh, yeah. That's when Woody gets his... I've only seen the first and second Toy Story. Spoiler alert. What? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, the movie's been out like 12 years, (laughs) but... (laughs) <laughs> I should probably I show wanna, my I don't kids Toy Story because I don't know if I've ever well, shown my kids Toy Story. You didn't know who Anthony Bourdain was, bro, so maybe some people haven't seen Toy Story 4. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you're right. <laughs> There's now, a fork now in it, right? I sound like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Nobody's a dick, man. Or, or hey, maybe if you, you want to watch Toy Story, uh, when Maya gets up at like 6 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> you want to watch all of them, the trilogy will be happening. Go over to jo- <laughs> Joe's house. Could you imagine I show up and come watch Toy Story with your daughter, man? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've watched it plenty of times with her too, and then that's the the whole killing part about it is is uh, she just sits there and watches it, and I'm just trying to find something interesting yeah, something in new. it because I've seen it a billion times. I just want to find something different, so I'm looking for all the Easter eggs and stuff, and that's what I didn't get exactly like you said with the news, but the Buzz Lightyear movie, I did not get that. I didn't get no Easter eggs, no the point moments at all but it was good it was good but it was it could, i don't know i love I, I love movies that if they're doing a sequel like easter eggs are like i love easter eggs in movies you know like i'm a dumbass so i never catch them immediately so i always have to like read them i read about them in an article i'm like oh i never even saw that so i go back and look at it but that's just so cool to me you know, if you're gonna do a sequel or like any kind of like tribute to any movie in the past, do a like you know, that's what exactly what it is—a tribute, you know. But especially on something that's so cool as Buzz Lightyear, bro. Like, at least like when he's flying. I bet th- I want to like believe that when he's flying, at one point you can see Andy written on his foot or something like you know, like that'll be something like that. I want. I wonder why they didn't do that. Cause they don't care about us, Joe. That's the well. <laughs> well, it is a whole different generation of producers and stuff like that. So that might have been one of the things they left to the side. But it's just more of my issue with people that do sequels and 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 remakes and things like that. It's like they don't consider that. They're just like, oh, this is mine now. I'm gonna do it however I want. It. Like, why don't you do something original? Then. What's the best part two of a movie? 
Shrek, dog. Shrek Part Two. Shrek Two is the is the only animated. Um, it doesn't have to be animated. Only, I mean, it, it's it, the only. No, I know, but it's a Part Two, or Rush Hour Two is really funny. Um, but Shrek Two is that like is two things I never even considered. In there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, because most people would say Godfather Part Two. I mean, Godfather One is better. You come here. But in my opinion, <laughs> Back to the Future Part Two is better than I agree. Part One. I agree. There's some that are just like they they were like, all right, we gotta make a Part Two, and it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Huh. Now that's a good topic. And I don't know. Rush Hour is definitely a good one. I don't know. I'm a Lord of the Rings fan. The Two Towers extended yes. version is amazing. Oh yeah, but that's like, kind of uh, like added, a uh, the adult, uh, added uh, fight scenes at Helm's Deep when it shows like Legolas go down the stairs and throw the shield into one of the Orkai's chest. I was like, little kid, oh yeah, kill that orc. <laughs> yeah, and I I think Avatar two is going to be better than the first one. But how long are they going to put in between each movie? But that's what I'm, that's 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 the things when they take that long, because the reason why Avatar was so good is because of the CGI, and it was groundbreaking for that time. Right. So, and the whole movie was made CGI basically. So, the second one now that the technology is better, is gonna be way better. But isn't there are like a third because that's what and you fourth? look for. It's like, but that's the reason why Ninja Turtles isn't good now too because how dare you I love Ninja Turtles you like up. the new Ninja Turtles oh the new Ninja Turtles that's what I'm saying oh, okay, but that's, okay. that's a, perf- a perfect example of people trying to remake something and making okay. it terrible but with, with computer gra- graphics so like the original Ninja Turtles was really good because of the costuming and the special effects mm-hmm. that they use and like the actual karate whereas now it's basically the new Ninja Turtles are like a Transformers movie you know it's like I don't want to see that. I want to see these quirky dudes in in turtle costumes. Yes. You know, like I don't want to see, uh, you know, a Transformers movie. And that's the dude that made it, Michael Bay. Well, that brings up. I mean, did CGI technically kill like the because like the, the original like thing the 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 original thing all that's like costume horror in you know that was just someone made that idea out of nowhere and now you got cgi and it's it don't i don't know i think like like i'm the point that i was trying to make is avatar was a great movie one of the best movies i've ever seen completely cgi but that's what that movie was supposed to be whereas ninja turtles the reason why i like it is because of the costumes and how authentic it is it's just nostalgia. I don't think it, I don't think it's a a dying uh, it's a dying art, but I think it'll come back. I think people want to see movies with original special effects and not so much CGI. Whereas you also want to see the top of the line CGI stuff. In my opinion, you know, it's just stay in your lane. You know, like if you're gonna remake something, you don't have to remake it. This you know computerized version of it if it's already good the way it is. I got you a number two, uh, the Raid Part Two. You ever seen The Raid? Mm-mm. I don't know. In The Raid 2, it's a, a kung fu movie. And the second one, like, it's a uh, dude, has, he's a cop, like, underground underground cop. But in the second one, it really picks up because he has to, like, go to jail. And then it's a whole bunch of, like, kung fu stuff. And he's beating up, like, he's getting, like, 
attacked by like a hundred different prisoners in a bathroom cell and he's fighting them in a toilet and then it goes to like he he survives and lives long enough to get underneath the drug lord by going to prison and then dies i'm sorry y'all y'all ain't never saw it so never seen never it, seen it right? but hey that's my number that's my sequel like if y'all ain't never seen the raid 2 that's a great kung fu movie that's what we should do—a kung fu movie. Should, fucking I, st- podcast. should I start with Ray Two or just start no? Ray yeah, one? Yes, yes, yes. You should start with Ray Two and then watch the first one. What is uh, your go-to kung fu movie? Hmm. Kung Fu Fury. Uh. <laughs> what's the one? Uh, is that is it kung fu where the dude gets like uh, he's like the kid and he don't know kung fu, but he like find, he gets the pamphlet and then. Uh, <laughs> It's got like the chick with the bell and oh, what's it called? Golly, it ain't the movie where the dude fights the cow. Karate Kid, That's not Karate Kung Kid. Fu, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Kung Fu Fury is like a parody of Kung Fu. Movies. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like where they make fun of the movie. Like dudes getting uh, it's got the axe gang in it and shit like that. I don't know. Golly, no, I gotta find that. I got, I got to. What's yours? Is it Kung Fu Fury? Yeah. I'd- Honestly, I haven't watched many kung fu movies at all. I like this one called The Protector. It's a uh, it's about this this kid who's raised in in um, S- Southeast Asia, I'm sure somewhere. I'm not sure, but he's raised around in, in an elephant sanctuary, and these poachers come in and take and they kill like the mama elephant that he's hanging with, uh, that he like raised f- for a long time, and they took the baby that it had. And, like, the whole movie is him going to, um, like, track down, like, the leader of this whole poacher gang. And, like, it's awesome. It's one of those, like, level, like, where he goes up, like, up a, a bunch of different levels of a building, like, just attacking different people. And, like, it's so cool, bro. Uh, the Protector. Kung Fu Hustle is the name of the movie. Oh, Yeah. Kung Fu. You never seen Kung Fu oh, Hustle no, this before? This is the one I was talking about. Yeah, that I, it's got like the axe gang and shit. And yeah, like, this is the one I was talking about. I thought Kung Fu Fury. I thought that was the name of that movie. Yeah, that, I don't know what Kung Fu Fury is. Then I'm maybe something I've seen somewhere else. Uh, You're talking about with the uh, crazy old lady noodle shop. Yeah, I thought that was that movie. No, you think the Kung Fury? Yeah, I don't know. Is there two of these parody movies? There's multiple comedy kung fu movies. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. If I would say, uh, if I would go with like real kung fu, uh, House of a Thousand Dragons or Flying. Yeah, that's more of those multiple level, like 16 chambers type yeah. of uh, kung fu. What's your favorite genre of movies? Horror. Horror? Yeah. yeah. I love horror movies. I love horror movies as well. The uh, science fiction, I guess I would science say. Science fiction. Yeah, but most if I'm if correct me if I'm wrong, most science fiction movies are horror. <laughs> yeah, it, yes, definitely. Uh, the element of horror is definitely um, present a um, lot, unless they're like science fiction war. What's your favorite horror movie? Um, hmm. well, that's See, a t- what, that's when, a two sided question. When somebody asks me like, "What's my favorite movie?" It's hard for me to tell. If you ask me what genre, yeah, I can probably tell you each one. Yeah, that's like, kind of like when when people ask me what my favorite band is. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, there's different. My favorite horror movie by far is The Shining. All right, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. What about hmm. you, Joe? 
Yeah. What? What's your favorite genre? Oh, what science fiction? You said. Well, yeah, science, science fiction. fiction. What's your favorite science fiction movie? That's your favorite genre. Starship Troopers, the original one. <laughs> Dude, you're gonna hate me. I don't I get, get into, the yeah. love for I Star. Never, I don't get. Wait, the love I'm for thinking it. about Spaceballs. Oh no, space! Uh, the parody of uh, Star Wars, right? Yeah. yeah. But a star, there's like a star you know what? Troopers, starship what? troopers. Is that the movie with Tim Allen? Al- <laughs> no, it don't have Tim. Oh, that's Galaxy Quest. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're talking about. Uh, I don't get the hype for it, man. There's so many people that love that movie, and I don't get it. I mean, Damn, there must Alan. be some nostalgia. I thought we were friends. There must be some nostalgia <laughs> or something I just didn't get when it first came out or whatever. I gotta watch it. Um. No, my favorite um, science fiction movie is 2001. A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Same director as mine. You know what, actually, I do have a fascination with when it comes to movies, on the, if you want to say horror side, but like the movies where the world ends. Like, like a horror, like apocalyptic, apocalyptic. Yeah. but not no, zombies, not- but like more like asteroids or the world blowing itself up or whatever. Day. Yeah. Well, no, that's the aliens. Talking about like, uh, like uh, don't look up or uh, what's the movie where the, the the giant floods happen because of the because uh, the, uh, the core of the Earth is heating up too fast, and then you got uh, yeah. the day after tomorrow where like mm-hmm. half half of the world freezes over. I love the day after tomorrow. That I was like, I wish movie. that would happen tomorrow at work. Cause we live in Louisiana. It wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, no, I'd have to agree <laughs> with Joe as far as like horror. It would be even tough for me to name my favorite horror movie because of the, all the subgenres of horrors. Like I have right. my favorite thrashers, I mean slashers, whatever. Yeah, that's Slasher, true. Thrasher. I've had my favorite zombie flicks. I have my Twenty Eight Days Later is the best, possibly best horror movie ever, but definitely hands down best zombie movie ever. Twenty Eight Days. Instantaneous, later. like when that dro- that that blood drops right into that dude's yes. eyeball, and he instantaneous turns to this un fucking crazy ass. Yeah. Rabies, rabid. That's what it is. It's like, it, and it, to me, that is the best. They did it so well, like to to capture like if that were a possibility. Like, I don't know. It's wild to think about because that's like I think that's why it's my favorite because it's and the same reason why like girls love like serial killer documentaries is because it's like shit that can happen. You know, like, that is actually a possibility, you know? So it's like, that's why I think zombies and aliens have been such an infatuation for people for so long, you know? Because it's like, nobody's ever said that it couldn't, I mean, nobody's ever proven that it could not happen. So it's just, and the same with what you're saying about apocalypto of of any type, you know? Like, it's wild to think about. But what do you think the female obsession for circular is like Ted Bundy had like a following of females yeah man I think he was <laughs> which is crazy he's to me misunderstood bro yeah, I'm <laughs> clearly innocent <laughs> clearly innocent bro <laughs> he probably has some positive qualities hey, to him if, if the glove don't fit you came to quit right <laughs> Uh. But I wonder what that is Why females are attracted to these people That These dangerous men You uh-huh. 
I mean, it's just like I said, like, you know, the same reason why we get all riled up about uh, apocalypse movies is because it could potentially happen. And so it's like, what would you do? And like, so it's kind of like a little adrenaline rush about like, right, but this is, you know, if the shit hits the fan, you know, it's the same, same thing in my opinion. Like, like Ted Bunny, for instance, is someone who actually killed people. Yeah. And the females are drawn towards him. Yeah. That's not something that could happen, you know, like zombie flicks yeah. or whatever. This, I don't understand that infatuation. I mean, I love watching about serial killer stuff, but I don't want to be around that person. Yeah, so you're saying Ted Bundy in particular had a female following, like, groupies and Charles stuff. Charles Manson. Yeah, no, no. A, a lady married Ted Bundy. While he was in prison. While he's in prison. Mm-hmm. After he got, like... Sentence for sentence yeah. and all that shit, crazy. No, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a big question. Yeah, like, do you think like Hitler had groupies? Yes, uh, almost an entire country of them. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about the Nazis. <laughs> yeah, he def- he definitely had a Yahtzee. following. He, he he definitely had a a, a very terror. That's another. Uh. But you know why though is because like because he was such a cool dude, <laughs> <laughs> literally, <laughs> and like he. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious, bro. No, that's that's why it's like you don't get into that type of power by being a dick, bro. It's like that's the thing. Like everybody paints him in the picture of this evil person because he was don't get me wrong but the reason why he got so evil is because he was so persuasive so and so convincing and then uh germany's economy and like social structure was destroyed after world war one and like the german people needed something to rally against and i mean rally for and he came in was like telling everybody everything they wanted to hear and that's basically what it was and then started the Nazi war machine. But it's crazy how fast, like, he just took over and convinced millions of people, you know, that this was the way to think, this is the way to, way to do. Because he was just a soldier in World War One, you know, and just worked his way up to be this super powerhouse pretty quickly. It's crazy. The The thing that's always shocked me the most is, like, when you look at like terrible situations like that and like the humanity in general in the past like can we just get over mass murdering everybody for whatever reason and progressively move forward to a better world as a united force you know and still to this day we have all this trouble in the world but you think hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years of every race national origin wherever you come from the world fighting for what you know to be number one shit we're still everybody's still gonna be here no matter if you're number one but it's it's you think that in human nature that we have crossed that bridge of hate and move into like hey maybe we want to live past 100 hey maybe if a giant asteroid is coming to space, uh, coming out of space, can we knock it out of the way? Is there another planet we can go to? You know, there's it's always just so much hate and so much destruction. Where I think that the world needs more growth, 
But that's the evil and the good in the world that does all that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's kind of like scary about the whole thing is like even like you you don't know who to trust. And so like really the like the whole end picture that you get is like trust no one because even the people that are trying to trying to do good or they always got something else up their sleeve and it's just it's a scary situation bro that's why i choose to hang out in the woods <laughs> i don't know what it would take at this point for like to bring this even this country back together you know because as hard as 9-11 was <laughs> at that point is a like we all americans were you know flexing like this is america you know putting out your american flags everywhere and i honestly thought when the pandemic and stuff started kicking off it will kind of do the same thing but it did the opposite yeah so at this point i don't know what would have to happen to i'll tell you why those two things are different though because 9-11 happened and everybody had a common enemy whereas when COVID happened, it's an invisible enemy. Right. So what happens when there's an invisible enemy? People start pointing their fingers at the people that they can see. And so that's what you saw happen. It was a giant conflict between people that had this idea of how to solve a, a predicament for an invisible enemy. So what you're saying is we need another terrorist event to bring this country together. No, that's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth that you just said. <laughs> <laughs> what, bro? No, but yeah, it did, man. Because even I though yes, dude, or was it that a false I mean, sense of? It's, it's to me, but it's how a many false American sense flags? Um, how many American flags did you see after nine eleven? And everyone, and yeah, what did just, that do for the country? Besides, like, say, hey, we're all kind of everyone together. Like, all right, we're all Americans. We're in this together. <laughs> yeah, we all. But took now that, we all took that ill. <laughs> <laughs> but now. It seems like if uh, but honestly, you see someone that has American flag on their window, you know, and you're like, that's probably a Trump supporter. No, I was, I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can you I, deny that? Well, that's just usually when you have an American flag, you got a Trump flag right next to it. Yeah, I mean, that's it's crazy that that's how different that was, you know, from 2001 to now we're 2022. And now flying an American flag has a totally different con- yeah. meaning yeah. Than it has now. Because we're all so ashamed of our country because of how we all just acted. Yeah, but what will it take other than obviously we don't want another nine eleven event? What would it take to get us all back to that proud to be an American thing? Yeah, but do you really want another Toby Keith hit, bro? Like what I don't understand what you think uh, became of that. Like it solved everything just because everybody was flying flags. You know, you know how offensive a lot of them fucking patriotic fucking songs are too. Is like, motherfucker, you're making millions and millions of dollars with this fucking uh, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, American fucking strong song guitar solo at the end, shit, like. You know, if you make that song, you know... And I heard y- I, but you you were deployed, bro. I heard y'all had a pretty good time uh, with, with some entertainment out there. And- uh, shit. Uh, where I was, no. They go to, they go to like, the nice places like Kuwait and stuff. Like, that's, like... <laughs> the places that aren't dangerous. Yeah. That, that's, 
<laughs> it fucking Dude, exactly. Hey, well, no, but you got to get Ben Jones' story, bro. He was like hanging out with like Robin Williams and like Miss America and like all at once in like one little vicinity for a second. He didn't realize it was happening. They uh, next time you get Ben Jones on the podcast, ask him about that, man. I definitely will. Uh, when they do like USO shows and stuff over there, but a lot of it's not like in combat countries they go to like the places right right before combat like you go to kuwait and then from kuwait you either went to afghanistan or you went to iraq but a lot of these musicians that would go and you would see them on like U- uso tours and whatever they just go to kuwait they're not going into the real combat zones they're just going to the little staging area before you go to the combat zone so if you get lucky and hit the middle where like an actual artist is in Kuwait when you go on your uh, R&R or as you're going in and out of country you can see them but I, I never got to see no one cool I did get uh, what is actually cool way back when I got to uh, do I got to read my niece Audrey this is when uh, my son uh, Charles was just born but he was a little baby but my niece was like a, you know I think she was in like first grade or something but uh, I got like a video cam recorded of me like in all of my army stuff in uh, Kuwait reading a book in the U- uh, USO lounge or whatever they had there. But it's like me reading her like a bedtime story. It's a book. And then like they mailed the video and the book to her when I was overseas. So that was pretty cool. But I mean, anybody famous? Oh. I do, I do lie. I am lying. I did meet someone famous in the army. I met Eddie Guerrero's dad in El Paso, Texas. On black comedian? No, Eddie Guerrero, the wrestler. Oh, you're thinking of Eddie Griffin? Yeah, Eddie Griffin. <laughs> no, 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 no. Eddie Guerrero, the uh, dude used to come out in the fucking hydraulic car and stuff like that. I met his dad uh, on, uh, but I don't know that's if it. I call that a famous. Person. I met Alex's dad one time. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, dude, you know, Eddie Guerrero. I'm gonna have to look him up, dude. I use. I'm trying to get up on my wrestling. You, uh, you don't knowledge. know who. If you see it, it's gonna be like. What's his What's his wrestling name? Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> no, 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 Eddie. Way. Eddie Guerrero. It's not Eddie G or nothing. Like no, that. it's Eddie Guerrero. I met his his dad. I didn't meet Eddie Guerrero. I met his dad. He's the dude that. Hold up! Didn't Eddie Guerrero kill himself or OD'd or some shit? Jesus Christ! Are you okay. asking Alex? Do you know who Eddie Guerrero? Is? I have no clue. <laughs> You don't know WWE? Oh, wow. Sorry, I, dude. I mean, I'm not a big WWE fan, you know, in the, maybe the art, me, the let art let of me, WWE. Let me, let me Google him. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll notice. <laughs> I, I, have a, feel a, I, I have a solid question, I think, If though. I said it was The Rock, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, yeah. But, oh, yeah. No, yeah, I'm the Kane. Whatever, bro. Y'all know Eddie Guerrero. Like, when y'all see, when you see a picture, you'll be like, oh, yeah. That's he looks like Brendan Chubb. <laughs> <laughs> Reddit's favorite person. Hey, you better. He does look like Brad <laughs> Shaw. Hold up. Yeah, that's Eddie Gray. Uh, yeah, that's what Google says. Uh, when you, like you, when you Joe, when you were overseas. Hey, hang on. I'm gonna, y'all go ahead. Oh, hold up. I'm going to. I'm going to. Excuse myself. All right. Joe, when you were overseas. What did you look forward to on a day-to-day basis? I mean, I know you have to go out and, you know, do these <laughs> drills and stuff. So, like, at, <laughs> now, you know, you go at work all day. On you on look a, forward to, you know, on, getting home. Doing it. What did you look tent, forward to? Yeah. When I got I got back to a tent. When you got back to a tent, that's it. Uh, a laptop, 
and internet when it did work was cool but uh so that's all you're looking forward to just getting some kind of other connection outside of that area oh yeah dude uh afghanistan afghanistan was a crazy place like a lot of people don't understand it's like it's nothing like america you know and there ain't no walmart there ain't no gas stations there's no roads there's no electricity no running water you're in the middle of nowhere most of our internet was ran through satellite and this is mind you this is what like 12 years ago no hold up 11 years ago now that i went there so you take technology back 11 years and then you go into a third world country with it uh the biggest thing that i look forward to every day was uh going to sleep and hoping i woke up to the next one and trying to get the fuck out of there really just going to bed just waiting just counting days i worked out a lot worked out a lot but over there there was always work to stay busy so uh between tower guard uh actually cooking you know because that's what i did normally i cook so uh between cooking tower guard working out talking a little bit of talking maybe a tv show a lot of dominoes we we played a lot of dominoes and cards for uh and cigarettes chess. huh and chess yes i i actually uh I'm i trying did to play you bro oh you don't you don't want that i don't know you, you don't keep want talking all that shit bro uh so i didn't know you were a cook that's what you were doing over there yeah, yeah. cooking so uh what type of food did they have like was it <laughs> what like was it like just these masked all right uh let me see if i can paint a, a vivid picture yeah. okay so i was in afghanistan in Cobb jagato which is in the wardak province and i cooked for about 120 people and i had what they call ugras which is uh army meal whatever so they're pretty specific meals that come together so it's like spaghetti and then you have like three different components that you put together makes a whole meal for a certain amount of people so uh a lot of times it was generic stupid army bullshit but i did get one time that i got a whole bunch of shit sent over to me right before mardi gras and i was able to do like a mardi gras like bull and I had uh, actually got lobster tail in, hey. and I did steaks, and then I did uh, gumbo and jambalaya for everybody, and then crab legs. And this took months to get in. I did like a big old whole thing, and I had like got obey uh, obey sent to me. It took two months to get obey there, but uh, I don't know, dude. I mean, like spaghetti, uh, Damn, chili man. mac. I wish you were still in Iraq, dude. I would totally send you some stuff. <laughs> I mean, dude, you got lobster steak and crab legs. It kind of sounds like I want to go to Afghanistan. Look, <laughs> no, that that was a. Uh, I'm you, you, I made that joke and then you made another. One. You know what's kind of crazy too? How do you imagine uh, that? Like the army sent all that. Like, how do you imagine you get food in a remote part of the world? Uh, man, I, I mean, I've been, I've been to like Spain and South America and you know parts of Europe and things like that. And I'll tell you this: some of the food that you get in other cultures is like great when you want to experience that but there's nothing like being in another country for two weeks and then getting to like the bigger city where you're about to fly out of and like finding a mcdonald's <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like you can talk all the shit you want about mcdonald's but 
it's there when you really need it, you know. That's a, actually a crazy thing, too, is, like, how much the American footprint is around the world. Because, like, when I went to Germany for the first time. Hey, let me interrupt you while you're saying that. Not just the American footprint, but the Louisiana footprint. Bro. Oh, yeah. You can find Tabasco sauce everywhere. And that is the key. If you ever want to travel anywhere outside of the country, if you don't like the food, ask them for Tabasco. They got it in the back for some reason. In every little nook and cranny of this world, tobacco, Tabasco, sorry, Tobacco too. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. After I said I don't mean to interrupt you, I felt bad. For uh, <laughs> when I went to Germany, they had uh, Mountain Dew, Coke. You know, I went when I went there. I was thinking, oh, maybe like uh, some German shit. You know, like I'm. Uh, we flew in, went and there's like all American products, just in different bottles and different ways. Same cigarettes and all types of stuff, and it was just like, damn, everybody really wants to be American. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, and but here we still have the whole Latino section, yeah. Asian section. That's where I go. Yeah, I mean, so that's probably just you know in other countries we see that our section, American section, America. Yeah, cheeseburger. And it just happens to be you know fucking Sour Patch Kids and stuff. That, well, but what? cheeseburger and like pizza. I mean, pizza is Italian, but it be, it's become. Adopted, Very American uh, uh, the American style of pizza is uh, been adopted around the world just along with cheeseburger. Cheeseburger is the number one food item in the world. And you can get it everywhere. Is that true? I swear. And some places you're like, okay, yeah, I'll take a cheeseburger and it is not what you think a cheeseburger is. But it's like... How off-brand can a cheeseburger get? <laughs> pretty off-brand, but it's like, it, it's... You got beef and cheese. Hold on. Yeah. But it's like, it's sometimes it looks more like a po' boy. And it's, and it's like... Uh, it's like shredded beef style. Shredded beef or like sometimes like ham. Sometimes basically a ham sandwich. And they're like, this is a cheeseburger. And you're like, okay. If someone gives me a <laughs> fucking ham sandwich when I ask for a cheeseburger, I, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm going to eat it, but I'm going to be that's disappointed. What, that's <laughs> what I'm saying, though. Like... You go to you go to places and they're like, yes, we know we love Americans because Americans got the money. So they're like, we'll 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 put together whatever you whatever we think a cheeseburger is, you know, whatever what we got, you know. What? Why are you looking at me for? I don't know, bro. You just picked up your phone like he's gonna Facetime somebody for a, a half a second. Oh no, I was just. Checking the time. How I long? Guess. We, how long we've we been going, man? An hour and twenty-two minutes as we speak. Uh, do, uh, got some music coming up uh, for this episode. Uh, I know we're on the march to fit, but uh, shout out uh, Juno Dunes. He's going to uh, provide us with some new music uh, this week, and uh, I've been waiting to uh, put it on an episode. And I think it's a good episode, and. Uh, if any of the artists, vendors, or anybody that's coming to FET this year, and we're looking for new voices more this year. So if y'all are out of state, never been on a podcast, make sure that y'all hit us up and be looking out for that uh, message from uh, Third Coast because we're going to be messaging a whole bunch of people. And uh, 
I talked to old Ginger Vitus out there on the boat. He said that he might make it in for pet. Ain't for sure. But uh, the party will go on. And uh, Is Jacoby listening? He better be listening. Oh, yeah. He, I <laughs> swear that motherfucker better be. He better be giving us the listen from the fucking dirty <laughs> gulf. Uh, go by. You ain't got nothing else to do on that boat, bro, except make money, <laughs> dog, and listen to Third Coast. We oh. love you, bro. Oh, I've been waiting. To, you know, I want to talk shit about Kobai right quick. <laughs> this motherfucker, he, he DMs me the other day, right? He's like, I'm going to send some money for some merch. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, I was yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, this motherfucker's about to start paying. And I was like, oh, I wonder how much he's going to send. And so I started like, like getting, looking up bumper stickers, going to get some more like, uh, beer can openers some new logo stickers and i put it all in my car I'm like oh man it's like 120 130 dollars like yeah come about send some money this bitch sent me 50 dollars he sent me 50 dollars and you know that hey, he just got a job you know bro let him <laughs> hey let him let him stack up hey if he's like me bro i ain't never had that oil money before bro so i gotta give him a hard time though <laughs> He ain't here to defend himself. Now he's just gonna be mad listening to it. No, he can he can uh, send in a, a request question on on the horde Facebook group. Koba, we'll oh, see he you. don't do Facebook. <laughs> he's not a, a Facebook a night. I don't know why he called people with Facebook. Um, but yeah, he don't do Facebook. That's all right. We still love you, Koba. Uh, shout out to uh, Crit. Terrence, the creator, love you. Uh, Cleve, uh, Cleve's gonna be back on in a little while. They're uh, got six days going on a week out there for him. So we, y'all hear his beautiful voice soon. And uh, do you have the list, or uh, or yeah, do you want me to uh, give you the list? Because if I give, if I try to uh, sit here and name all the name, uh, all the artists that's gonna be there, I probably would offend somebody because. So My language skills ain't that great sometimes. There's, there's 41 artists at, at oh, this man, year. boy lineup. At least, at least, at least 41. But um, I'll just name off like some of my favorites, and some that I'm looking forward to. Cause it's a lot. Well, it sounds like you're trying to piss some people off. Well, if they can meet me. At the void, we can fight. <laughs> is, oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, when, when y'all put together the <laughs> list for the void, and y'all have all these different artists, right? You said 41 different artists that are going to be at the show this year, uh, at the venue this year. And do you feel bad because you also with the Iceman and Holly Rock, you play all these different, you know, sets, Deer and Fett. Um. Has there ever been a time where, like, say, when your close friends has a set and they, you know, they're they're going to play a set at the void and you want to be there but you can't because you have different obligations? Yeah. Is that a thing that you've run across in the past? Absolutely. I mean, this it's something that like we're just having to accept. Is that, and you know, you can look at it one or two ways. You know, it's like. I would I would group this this particular topic in in the same realm as like our friends that 
you know, have been our friends for this entire time, you know, and have played Void before, but won't be on the lineup this year. It's like, you know, it's it's definitely nothing personal, and it's it's more it, it's it's it, it's more of anything than you know. You don't want to be on it every year, you know. Sometimes you want to go and enjoy it. This year, I think I'll have the least amount of sets that I've ever had. And I'm looking forward to it, you know? Like, Iceman's going to be a great set. And, like, this year, I feel like I'll actually be able to go around and, and enjoy some of the stuff, like you're saying, you know? Um, sometimes, you know, it's important to realize that, you know, no, it's not going anywhere. You know, Louisiana's not going anywhere. The music's not going anywhere. The space isn't, you know? And, like... You can't get upset about as much as you should be in the now. You can't, you can't get too caught up in in your current feelings if they're anger or or jealousy or things of that nature that that can can disrupt the the presence, you know. So yeah. Because the festival is is so big and there's four stages going on at once, I miss some homies. But the truth is, like I always, I love to hear somebody come and to and tell me, "Bruh, you missed that Quadraholic set. You missed that Rillo set. You missed that uh, Bongo Mike set. You missed that. It was amazing." And I'm like, "Damn, I missed it. I can't believe I missed it." Like, that, to me, is a good sound. Those are happy sounds. You know, like, because something good happened, and I didn't have to be there for it to be good. So, 40-plus artists at this Fed, is this the most we've had? No, they're always around. I mean, the past three or four have been around 40 artists, 40 acts. I can count them. I've counted them already. It's 43. There you go. We uh, was talking to Koba last night, and he was asking, because we want to get, you know, just like, as Chuck says, you know, new faces, new artists, and sometimes you got to leave people in the past, and we've been talking about that, it's too. It's not, but it's not about leaving people in the past. It's like, some people have to, to you know, like, part of, and I don't mean to interrupt, but part of being in a community and, and watching your friends grow is to watch them grow. You know, you don't always have to be right up in the middle of it, you know, to be a part of it. So it's just like, you know, my favorite things, my homies that, that have played Void and know that, you know, their time again to play Void is coming, but guess what? They're not going to miss this year. They're going to be here, right. you know, enjoying it. No, being a part of it, you know, because it's not, you know, that that it, it takes the ego out of it when you when you think about it that yeah. way. Because you know? there have been artists that skipped a year and they came back. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I use Blake Quick as a as an example all the time because he's such a cool ass dude, and he would love for me to, to mention him about this specifically. You know, the quickening wasn't on the lineup last year; it was on the lineup the year before. Blake Quick was still here. You know, hanging out, being a part of it. You know, he's such a cool dude and a team player that he gets the whole process. You know, it's not about the individual in this thing. You know, 
what about this comedy set? Do we have any potential acts yet? Yeah, dude. Um, our boy Keys that that hosted, uh, or he was like, you know, the like the voice of the void last year. Uh, he came out and introduced the acts and things like that, and he hosted the Spelling Bee last year. Right. He's a comedian, and then um, he'll, he'll be bringing a bunch of comedians from Lake Charles to do their thing on Thursday and Friday night, right over here at the old Avon stage. That's awesome. Yeah, so before this stage that we're on will be lit up, like the previous nights will will hold like spoken word type things. And Joe, I think you need to tighten up your comedy set. Yeah, bro. Hey, I, you know that at one point in time, I was trying to do that, like actually come up with like a real comedy set. Yeah, and I same. feel like I'm a funny person, but I don't know. Until you try to do comedy. <laughs> that yeah. is like such a hard thing to do. It's the hardest. to think of like these original jokes that you have to come up with. Charlie has an original joke. Charlie, you got you got a joke, Chuck. Uh, I started thinking about like my comedy set and like what makes a good comedy set, and I realized that it's like being original and shit. So it's like if I were to work on my comedy set, it would be like talking about like my life and like the only thing that I, I could think of that was funny about me is like the way that my dad has held a relationship with me, which is like. He's been a great dad, but he doesn't know how to show affection other than, like, insults and, like, you know, southern dad shit. Son. He's just <laughs> he's try- like, that trying to make you tough stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's like, man, I ever told you the best part of me ran down the side of your mama's leg. God, <laughs> damn. Golly. <laughs> Is that too much? Ugh. <laughs> uh. Oh, it's cool, yeah. The punchline, I still got to build up to that punchline, but, you know, it's comedy. <laughs> no, yeah, I thought about the same thing, doing a comedy, saying something, what I'll talk about, and one thing that always comes to mind is at one point in my life, I worked for Land of Lakes, which is a uh, place where you, a pay-to-hunt place. I thought you, I thought you were talking about the, uh, <laughs> like the butter. Land, you it's said Land, Land of Lakes. Land of Lakes. That is that's butter. butter, right? Yeah, it maybe so, but there's also a place, yeah, that's local around here, and you pay to hunt, and people will come all over, and they would pay money to go kill uh, white-tailed deer, fallow deer, and also ducks. Which is the funny part of this story is this company would literally make me shove 13 ducks inside of a dog kennel. Horrible. And I would have to haul them up. Hey, Peter, y'all hear this? I have to haul these ducks up a scaffolding and then throw the ducks like a football. <laughs> and they would have to fly in front of their blind, and they would get 13 chances at ducks. I would throw these ducks like a football and make them fly in front of a blind off a piece of scaffolding. And that is a true story, and there's a comedy bit somewhere in there, but... Yo, I would probably wait. Get wait, wait. So you would throw dead ducks? No, no living ducks. ducks. Hold up. Oh, hold that's up. a real thing. Where's oh. this? Land of Lakes in Vidrine, Louisiana. Oh God! <laughs> and I would throw live ducks off a piece like of you're scab. Like you doves free. Yes, but I'm like they have this small little wall of trees right there where the people in the blind can't see me, <laughs> and I would throw them. And I had to learn. Because it was a new thing. I had to learn that initially I was trying to just like toss them off and they would just go straight to the ground. Straight to the ground. 
But I would have to toss them like a football <laughs> no, to make yo, them get so, over the water. So and I feel bad about this thing to this day. So as hilarious as that is. <laughs> that's bad. That's just, it's like comedy. You have to find something that is super relatable to everybody for them. Like So the setup for that and like t- is just horrible. You know, and like to, for somebody to grasp that concept, they would have to be. I don't know, like I don't know. I get it, and I think it's funny because I grew up hunting, and I also seen the the horrible side of like trophy hunting, and like it's crazy, bro. People would go and just pay to kill things, and like, and I don't. There's nothing illegal about that. No, and people from all over come. Like at, at one point, we had this whole group of uh, Vietnamese guys that came in, and they st- they had cabins out there. They stay out there and then go. And we had one buffalo out there, and that's what they wanted to kill. And they paid like <laughs> forty thousand dollars to kill this buffalo. Yeah, and which is insane. And that's what it was. And yet now looking back, I mean, at that point, I was. 17 years old you know i was young and looking grand they they treated the animals there well while they were alive (laughs) no i mean it's but it is looking back it is like it was such a thing that should not be a thing so (sighs) you know the if, hilarious if i had that if i had that story in my brain did, did you hear all week did uh did you ever step back and go like because you know i like you know i'm a big saints fan i'm a big football fan or whatever and i could imagine like the job gets mundane enough where you just don't care a little bit and i could just imagine me going and joe willis joe willis steps back in the pocket he has the duck. <laughs> he has the duck. Michael Thomas is in the deep route. He throws it, and the Saints win the Super Bowl. Oh! And then I could just imagine me throwing 13 ducks in a row doing the same thing. No, and why I he think... He must have went to school at Oregon. <laughs> why I think that, that could be funny at some... Why I think it could be funny in some way is because of the shock factor of it. Yeah. On how, just like how cruel that is and how horrible that is. Yeah, it's just like, so to me, you would have to have a target audience, you know, where it's like you, or really, really describe what you're, what you're, you know, talking about immediately, you know, find some way to describe it immediately. Like, you'd have to be like, just like Jeff Foxworthy's audience. You oh. might be a redneck if you <laughs> toss uh, ducks up like yeah. skeet. Hey, you know Larry the Cable guy is <laughs> from like Nebraska, and his whole thing is a fucking oh, like it's a, all an act. It's all yeah. fake, and everybody thinks he's like a real redneck, and he's really nice from like mm. Nebraska or North Carolina, no, North he's Dakota. A or is what he yeah, is. no, oh yeah, he's yeah. Like I mean, a, yeah, that on yeah, that. He's part, a college yeah. grad, super smart guy from Nebraska. Talks very clearly, very. No, does not talk at all like his act. Yeah, but the, I don't. I don't think that makes him a phony. By no, 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 no. I'm not no, saying it at all. I'm saying I, it makes. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's like I think it's like he, because dude, there's rednecks in Nebraska, like there's country people in Nebraska. So he didn't just get that out of nowhere. You know, he's he probably what well, it did actually grow up around that. 
You know, it's like same same that any of us could like leave Oakdale and and you know put on a a regular accent when people make fun of you. I guess it's not necessarily that I was saying he's a phony. I'm saying that no, his no, com- say his uh, his comedy has a different like a different approach now that I know he's not a redneck. If that makes any sense. But anybody that gets successful in economy comedy like that at all there's no such thing as a dumb redneck that gets that successful in comedy you have to be an artist a performer because that is not an easy job it's not an easy thing at all yeah i mean what makes a smart redneck though i mean what is a redneck what like i'm saying something when i say <laughs> when I say when I say dumb redneck, I don't mean it offensively at all. I'm saying someone who doesn't have their priorities straight, someone who doesn't have their pl- life planned out, someone. Whoa, 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 okay, then you can actually tell. You can say you can. I mean, me personally, I could actually be like, "Hey, dumbass redneck," you know what I'm saying? But. Yeah, and <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You can. There's a lot of you hard working dumbass rednecks out there, but I'm saying so, I don't know. I'm digging myself in a fucking hole, and I want to get out of it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a real thing. Like no, you can I like acknowledge. This. I like this topic. No, you can acknowledge stupid people. Like you can. Yeah. Like there's stupid fucking people in the world, but the to make you. It, I mean, not okay. Me personally. Like, I've encountered people that are either set in their ways, they're going to do what they want to do, they don't care what's right or wrong, this, that, and the other. There's a whole bunch of forms. I'm not trying to attack a, a specific thing or an idea. It's just that you will cross paths with someone that is less intelligent than you are. And then a lot of people approach that with hostile intent or ideas or ways and be confrontational and sometimes you just gotta sit back and look at someone and say hey look you're fucking retarded I know that I'm just gonna keep that to myself I'm gonna keep it to myself and go on about my day I thought Joe was being like super like nice and no it's not dude you it's serious so here's the point that I think he's making is that I think the term redneck uh, it is associated with the level of intelligence That's and negative condensation. It it it's associated with the with the level of intelligence and the sound of your voice. So if you sound like this, then people automatically assume that you are a fucking idiot. Uh, you sounded kind of sophisticated, actually. There, well, well, an or, like an old, or, or, old or, or just or I, sound, or I sounded racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I didn't say anything racist, so that. But that's. The, but that's the thing is like it's the it's the the voice that that people even when you're trying in trying in comedy and you're using that voice and you just happen to be born with that that draw. People automatically assume that you're an racist. idiot. Yeah. But yeah, anybody that says, I do declare, like, that's yeah. racist. You know, yeah, y'all talking about uh, voice, when I went to, when I joined the Army, took the first plane out of Louisiana, the first one I ever flew, landed in fucking, what was it, South Carolina, whatever. I never knew my accent was thick. Like, no one, you know, because I grew up around here, you know. 
I, I went up there and everybody just automatically assumed that I hunt alligators in my fucking backyard. Like, and, like, they, they're like, oh, well, Joe, and then they make their country. And I'll be like, hey, yeah, whatever. And they'll be like, you sound so country. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, do I really sound like that? Yeah, no, and it literally makes you physically <laughs> yeah. change yourself. You're like, I'm going to be more aware of how I speak because I can't be myself around these people because they judge you and think that you're a redneck it, racist asshole, bro. And it sucks. It sucks. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Yeah, because, I'm, like, it, it should not... How you sound is... Like, bro, some of the people that that claim to be social justice warriors and shit, you know, will be so quick to judge you for sounding country. You know, yeah. and like that's it's crazy to me. I'm just pointing it out. Yeah, I'm not upset a, about it, but it's what real I was thing. saying. Is if someone who talks like that, like a old school southerner, you know, like, I do the class, huh? Like, doesn't mean that everyone like that was a bad person. Yeah. Doesn't mean, you know. Also, yeah, when I go other places, people point out that I have accent. Point out, will point out y'all have accent, and I don't hear yeah. your accent at all. Yeah, yeah. Which is strange to me that I don't think anyone has accent. But so, do you think people in New York, all of them, don't think any of them have a New York accent? They do. Yeah, but, but they're. Uh, it seems Boston, like they are. Uh, it seems like they are aware of their accent, though. Yeah, Boston. Just, definitely. I'll tell you this: the more the more I've traveled, the more I've met people. Other places in the in the in the in the world or in the country are aware of their accents and are embarrassed of their accents. Like people from Boston, like. Uh, or like say Jake for instance our buddy Jake you know like we all tease him because he's from uh, Wisconsin and like you know yeah so so it's a funny thing you know we all make jokes and I think that's where the comedy comes in you know like where a person like Larry the Cable Guy is a genius because that probably does is where he came from and that's why he can tap into that so well just like we can tap into it I find myself all the time like just talking to my friends joking around but i'm like putting on an even more country accent because it's funny but i'm like i'm just saying regular shit so i'm not even saying anything funny it's just like all right but hand me that ladder there or <laughs> hand me that you know or like, <laughs> what i'm saying is like <laughs> like it's just, we can't hear each other's accents we know people that have like our fathers and stuff like bill your father yeah. bill has an accent he puts it on too, bro. He because he he's he's himself all the time. So he's just like constantly, hey y'all, yeah. you know. But like, that's that's him, and he's he wants to be him. So even he's though unfra- we sound, he's unapologetically him, we sound to each other like we don't have an accent. You know that is an accent. When we go other places, they will notice our accent. I notice your accent. I notice his accent. I notice mine. We're just communicating with each other. So we can understand each other. But there's people that are like, I can't understand. They're not opening their mouth enough. Like, they're talking too fast. Yeah. And I'm trying I'm trying to... I feel like you're targeting me right now. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> I'm talking about... I have the same issue. It's because we're where we come from. Because, like, you know, like, we... Like, it's... Is it Cajun? Is it country? Is That's it... Central Louisiana? It's Central Louisiana. It's like, you know, it's like... There's... We're the confused it's, it's, part of the state. Like, a, we're in the middle. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, and, like, all my life, I haven't liked how I sound, so I've drawn more to keeping my mouth shut. 
So that's why I sound like this. Well, uh, we definitely appreciate you. 14 episodes, and now this will be your 15th episode on the show. And shout out to Alex! Yeah, Alex, it's good to have you on. I feel like Joe will never have a hard time finding your house again. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to assume that. (laughs) Come on down! I got... I still can't believe I got that lost. That that it baffles me, bro. Y'all are both homies with kids, and y'all live crawling distance away from each other. You know what that means? That's that's like King of the Hill shit, bro. You yeah. Know? Oh shit. <laughs> I'm uh. I was telling Alex about uh. Crit. Crit does pools. Shout out Crit. If y'all uh need someone to do your pools in Central Louisiana, Crit yeah. is the man to call. And. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, if you need help, you My know, uh, checking your pH. Work. You know, some pH balances. And, you know, I help Crit do that and maybe give you an even bigger discount. I mean, my kids can swim there too, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Bruh. Y'all fixing Alex's pool? I'm going to be the pool boy. No, nah, I'm pretty sure, like, if, you know, I go, like, hey, Crit, I go over there and work and we work with him, he'll give you a pretty good fucking deal. He's a square dude. He's got a great business. You know that it's cool to actually have like a self-owning business. Like you make enough money to like be your own boss, do the hard labor, but still keep your business. Amazing job. I love you, Crit. Yeah, man. That's awesome. I've been thinking about that. I wish I could start a pressure washing business. Someone tried to uh, get me to pressure uh, uh, thirty. What was it thirty-five? $39 to pressure wash my sidewalk. I was like, dude, I don't care about my sidewalk being clean. I said, it don't have grass grown over it. It's fine. Yeah, but those those dudes are crushing it. You know why? Because of TikTok. And so, like, if that dude would have been had a TikTok account and he would have filmed you saying, no, that's all right, then he would have he said, all right, well, I'll do it for free and then film the whole thing, he would have had business for days. Because he filmed himself doing that for free and showing how good it looks. And it's like that satisfying thing. You know why people are like uh, scraping chalk with uh, razor yeah, blades? satisfying. Oddly satisfying shit. Like that type of stuff is is forming into the new technological age. And like that's the last thing for business. It's like for somebody to come in and do such a good job that it's visually appealing to the eyes. Right. And well, then filming it and doing it for free. It's the same thing with these dudes giving uh, homeless dudes a, a stack of uh, hundreds and being like, oh, I'm going to take you to the uh, the Nets game and, and, you know, and then film it and shit. But it's, it's way less, like, fucked up to do it like this because it's a good business model you're like oh everybody's getting on tiktok hey let me go make this dude's day and show how good of a job i can do so people are like boom i'm following this dude i don't give a shit oh he's actually in my area bro come i just want to meet you bro come pressure and wash my, my i was thinking the same thing like how pressure washing i've seen people that doing this stuff on tiktok on reddit you know and I was saying, man, this is a good business idea. You know, this is good. Until I actually pressure washed my driveway. <laughs> and I was like, this sucks. Uh, well, I don't know, bro. I, I don't mind. That seems to me like it's like raking sand. Like you could but throw on a good po- a dude, podcast, 
But that's it is that's so that time-consuming, and it just takes every little stroke. That, it's the it, yeah. it's it the is like zen. It's zen, the quality. Dude, that's I'd why they rake paint sand. A house than pressure wash. Okay, what? You, you ever seen the old thing where they they take uh, in Chinese? Uh, is it Chinese or Jap- uh, Japanese culture where they take a room? It's a glass uh, four by four room, and it's layered in perfect sand, and they rake perfect lines in it all the time, constantly, over and over. It's to satisfy that 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 niche, garden. Yeah. that 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 niche in your head for like complete it's perfectness. A, a mandala. That's what I was telling y'all about. It's about like the dudes that put together those crate like that you see on tapestries, but they make them with sand, and then afterwards they blow it all away. They just rake it all off. It's these beautiful works of art out of sand, and then it's like for nothing. But this isn't even for nothing. It's because it's so your. Sidewalk looks beautiful. No, it absolutely. It looked a lot better when I got done with it, but I was so if over it. If you don't it. mind that, if you don't mind that, then it's a, because then it's, you don't you realize can make a lot of money doing it, bro. Because my sidewalk and my driveway when we, when we purchased the home was so bad. When I did it, like my whole body is full of grime and grit, and I'm wet. It is not how you think. If someone, if there's a severe case like that, and there's so much concrete at my house because there's a huge driveway, sidewalk, <laughs> and oh, no. around the pool. Oh, no, around the pool, too, right? Dude, it's so much concrete, <laughs> so I had to do all of that, and it took me forever. It took me, like, legit two full days. And that's all I was doing. But Yeah, it is a lot of concrete. More there. power to if you're into pressure washing. Have at it. Okay, the fact the, you're just solidifying the fact the fact that you are so you miserable doing it that you can pay that. somebody to do it that doesn't mind it. And that's all oh I'm no, absolutely, yeah. There's and, a market and, out there for it, and like they got like once you get a little bit better in your pressure washing business, you can get this truck that you pull up to people's driveway, and it's got this big pressure pump on the back of it, and it's like this. You don't have to sit there all day, and you just bust these people's sidewalk out, and you roll out. People pay all day long for that. But dude, if I someone was willing to, at that point, where my concrete was in my home, someone now knowing what it took, I'd pay somebody easy, what, $300 to do that? The table. <laughs> he's he's talking about the table like if you you touch it a lot picks up what I, I, no I was gonna say how long have we been here uh going on almost two hours now we're about five minutes and uh, a couple seconds away well I'm gonna do an old call back to the the ants that we talked about <laughs> the infestation of ants yeah the uh, a, a one thing I thought of and I didn't mention at the time is because how bad the infestation of rats are in New York. And that's why I thought it for some reason. Because I watched this one clip of a guy talking about how bad rats were in his apartment. That it, it, he he will feel them run onto his blanket at night and he just pops them off. <laughs> he just flicks his blanket. Yeah. Which sounds insane If to he me. would eat a couple of them, I bet you they won't come back to his apartment. <laughs> just burn them on a little crisp. Put them in the air fryer. You think? Yeah, I bet. Allegedly, no. You just gotta leave a leave a few dead ones just all over the place with their heads on a stick. 
Hey, I, I, I do have a rap snack if you what? want some. Dang, what what look, uh, look, what rapper? Look, look, read that out, Chuck. Ooh. Oh, notorious, notorious. Who the fuck is this? Paging me at five forty-six in the morning, crack of dawning. Now I'm yawning. Wipe the cold out my eye. See who this paging me and why. I don't want any. Hey, I like Alex on Thurko's podcast. I think he's my new, one of my new favorite characters. I was gonna say my new, but then I say I had to say one of my new favorite characters. What do y'all think the worst type of meat is? From what animal? Uh, probably the penis. <laughs> no, gosh damn! What animal? <laughs> what animal? <laughs> the dick. Meat? Would you be not <laughs> willing to consume? <laughs> uh, oh, outside of humans, what animal would you be like? Uh, uh-uh. not not eating that meat. Buzzard. Buzzard's solid. Possum. I'd eat possum. I'd eat possum all day, bro. For some reason, I'm going with domesticated cat. Oh no, 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 no! I would eat my fucking cat. I'd eat the cat, cat I have too. in my Dude, house. For I some reason, that, that seems it. I would, the worst. I'll turn that motherfucker into orange chicken for real, dude. I do not yeah, like my no. cat. Dude, cat probably is like uh, like he's saying close to a rabbit, which is probably pretty good. Rabbit is really good. That's what I'm saying. Know. Cat's probably right around the same. Uh, but uh, no, yeah, no. actually, it probably would if you would skin it. Yeah. No, but because I'm just saying, rabbit <laughs> doesn't it's tender. That's why I mean, it's tender and limb. Uh, rabbit limber. is not a carnivore. A uh, cat is a domestic cat is a carnivore. It eats. It wants to eat meat and stuff. Yeah, what's that have to do with anything? Because typically we don't eat animals that eat meat. Yeah, but you can kill um, you, I, you can kill bobcats and shit, and I've seen people eat those. No, nah, you hungry enough? People uh, eating bobcats. Hey, look, bruh, meat tastes good on if you cook it any type of way, bro. Like squirrel meat is basically rats. And, and, and you put it good. in gravy, and you make it. You can make it taste good. You ever have the fried tree squirrel? rats. So no, <laughs> wait. What? Whoa, whoa, hold up. What's that? No, that's what I'm fried saying. Like, squirrel? like nowhere else in the in uh, uh, it's a rarity to, for people to eat squirrels, bro. Like, you go to New York; those are city them, pets. They would trip them out. Yeah, no, they're it. like, what? That's what oh, I'm saying. So, like, that I you saying you want to eat a cat? I'd beg to differ. I cook a mean cat gravy. <laughs> I, I second Chuck on that because the cat at the house, dude, that cat don't like me at all. But eating a cat, I don't know, for some reason, like for some reason my mind can wrap more around a dog, a canine, before it can a wow. cat. You just, you ain't never been hungry enough, that's to, what it is. To me, those are go hand in hand. I'll probably make a, a, dog, a cat dog stew, something like mm-hmm. that. You ever heard? I don't know why I assume cat meat is stringy and full of... Uh, gristle, but I feel like that's how cat meat is. I got a question. I think it'd be just like rabbit. What? And I'm gonna die on this hill. What? Cat meat would be just like rabbit meat. Probably. But in other, in some countries and stuff, I know in a lot of countries it's become illegal. In some Asian countries, they eat dog. You know, that's a thing. Yeah, you've never heard. You've never heard of someone eating cat. You've seen rats? You never hear someone eating cat. I think it's because cats are more of a sacred animal. 
The, I really think like uh, Egyptian. It goes down to Egyptian type things, like where they Egypt used to is worship. Egypt in Africa yeah. has nothing to do with Asia. What? And and also in India, which is in Asia, they no, they but, don't eat cows, but but that's what I'm saying. Is some of the oldest countries are still. But what I'm saying is, you would hear, you would seem like you would hear about one culture eating cat. You can't name one. No one eats cat. There's people who eat dog, rats, horses, all these animals. No one's eating cat. Well, let's do it. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> we'll see the gato. Gato. Oh, bro. Oh, man. Watch people come out the woodworks and be like, whatever cat is the, the delicacy in this country. I'm about to look it up. I had something on my mind, but Alex, you totally just wrecked what my brain was thinking about with <laughs> fucking eating died. cat. Oh, hey, it did well. Shit. Two oh, hours shit. In. What's up? Nothing. Hold up. I do want. I want to talk about the uh, dude in Louisiana that got caught with too uh, too much alligators and meth at one time. In Homa, Louisiana. I wonder what's the bigger. Damn. Hey, can, uh, we, can we can we pause for a second? Oh. <laughs> and we're back. I'm for real. I love you, man. I'm serious. Look I love at me. y'all. I mean, look, I, at me. look at me. I, I love you. I love you as well, John. <laughs> and I really appreciate Third Coast for having me on first time. Yeah, stream it a billion times at your house. <laughs> just go home and when it when it posts tomorrow afternoon, just stream it a billion times. Put it on loop and go to sleep. Got you. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go around and tell him, hey, I'm on a podcast now. You want to listen? Yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, we just got you, you, three more listeners, bro. Yeah, then. <laughs> <laughs> That's everyone I know. <laughs> I've done that. I've, I've, I can't tell you how many times I've used that line where someone brings up something. I was like, yeah, well, you know, I, I kind of, you know, help do a podcast and stuff. And no, Joe, I want to congratulate you, bro. I really am. Like, I, I, I'm happy for you with this and what you're doing man like it's uh it's cool man and i i don't know how you feel about you and what you're doing here man but i just want to say i enjoy hearing you ask people questions i enjoy it absolutely so So, yeah man someone's got to ask them questions why not be me Joe Willis is holding third coast down, baby. Hey, uh, Homer man got arrested for too much meth and alligators. So shout right. out Louisiana, y'all doing y'all's thing. Apparently, like that's too what much I, meth and alligators. That's yes. what I was gonna ask. It, what was the worst? Of, the um, worster? I don't know. Offense. I don't too know. many alligators or too much meth. Uh, this uh, happened in probably o- Oyster Bayou, of south of uh, Lost Lake in Terrebonne Parish. Officials say he was in possession of meth, drug paraphernalia, as well as multiple underside sharks. And when deputies seen uh, approached his vessel, I guess he was on a boat or something, that he was seen throwing multiple sharks overboard. Hold on, we brought sharks to the equation. Before it was alligators, what happened? 
No, it was it was sharks. I must sharks. have misspoke. My bad. Oh, uh, see, so he was down south. Yeah. yeah. Catching sharks. Sharks. But see, uh, not, not the, alligators, sharks. And had the meth. offense that should be worse is having sharks, but it probably was having meth. Mm, I mean, uh, uh, I don't know. Do bro. you disagree? Like, oh, no, killing. Yeah, no. Killing he, little sharks is both, definitely he, worse uh, than. I don't know. Man. Someone having meth. If, if you have meth, but you don't. How much meth did he have? We don't but know. Even yeah. if you just had meth, but you don't, whatever, you had a pound of meth. Yeah, I think they and both go kind of hand in hand. And you man. don't affect anyone else or any other wildlife, and you're not. Yeah. I, I mean, granted, I understand it's illegal. You shouldn't do it. Yeah, blah, same blah, blah. with if you But if just you're a- harming sharks and stuff, that should be the much worse offense. Who says it's not? Why don't you other did. I did not. You said meth was probably the worse offense. Well, I just mean like, uh, okay, Le- in a legal system. Illegal system yeah, That's what I'm saying, though, and you're probably true. correct. I'm, I don't know. I'm probably not correct though, because it's probably like people in like the Louisiana wildlife. It takes all that shit pretty seriously, bro. Like as much as we, you know, talk about how crazy and uh, the rednecks and shit are that hunt, like the wildlife fishery cracked down on those dudes a lot. Bro. Oh, absolutely. Like, like so. I don't know. Maybe he did get a big fine. You know, who's to say? I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, he's holding it down for Louisiana. <laughs> you know, doing big things. Yeah. Uh, for all of our uh, stargazers out there, I got a little bit of uh, news. If you're looking into the this, this ain't for you, flat earthers. Twelfth uh, of August, the biggest moon of 2020 is going to happen be a full moon uh august the 13th will be a meteor shower with uh 60 plus meteors per hour and the 14th of august saturn will be the closest to the earth this year and then august 19th moves uh moves uh (laughs) the moon and mars will be the closest to the earth you can see throughout the year so for all the astrology people out there we love y'all and thank y'all for following us and i'm sorry for butchering that no it's fine and for all the people that can't see stars wherever you're living you know because of light pollution it's crazy move somewhere else you know (laughs) no the craziest clearest stars i've ever seen is when charlie brought me out to uh his family's camp in mississippi and it is so far away from any major city so far. And you, it blew my mind when I seen the stars and stuff. And you can differentiate the planes to stars to satellites because it's so clear. Yeah. There's a lot of light pollution in Oakdale, surprisingly. You know, like like as, as far out in the country as we are out here, it's like, and you can see a lot. You can see it right now that a lot of that shit's fucking Boise. Why fucking, not stop? Why man. not stop? <laughs> Shout Walmart. out! Why not stop? Our potential sponsor for uh, Fifty Four. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't think they uh, they hit us back. No, the people that right. live out, not around the cities, like you take for granted being able to look up at night and see the stars. Because as soon as you move to a city, that is not a thing anymore. Yeah, not a thing at all. 
Yeah, you can't look up in the night sky and see stars. It's not a thing. Even if you move to smaller cities like Lake Charles, which is yeah, it must southwest be so, Louisiana. It must you, be so cool for people that were raised in the city, though, to like even just go right and, outside and be like, wow. Whoa. No, it's a trippy thing. Yeah, what yeah. you would only assume like that you could see through a telescope or something. Mm-hmm. No, it is there. You can see it with a blind eye if you just get out of light pollution. Yeah, because when you when you when you grow up out here, it's like you you take for granted how much you can see. You know. Oh, absolutely. I think I'm about to have to do it, boys. Well, uh, slab up some words of wisdom, then, Chuck. I think my words of wisdom uh, for this time would be if if you're planning on spending your money on something that's going to keep you in the same place, reconsider it and spend it on a trip to South America. And if you don't have your passport, go get one. Alex? Uh, I guess kind of almost the opposite of Charlie is appreciate where you are right now. Don't take it for granted. There's some, if you can't find anything positive where you are right now, then probably change something. Yeah. I guess uh, my words of wisdom is uh, just love a stranger. It might be uh, beating on an old uh, stump, but love a stranger. Smile, open the door, be courteous, just... There's not enough love in the world. There's a whole bunch of hate. A whole bunch of hate. There's enough hate for everybody to have, but there's not enough love. And you can show love to a stranger. You don't have to know. And, uh, shit, man, this is great. I'm glad the stage came, came to. It's from what it started as, as an empty space and turned into something just beautiful and i can't wait to see all the artists and everything that comes from it from this year and the future can only hold great possibilities for what y'all are making at the void and i'm so thankful to be a part of it and come sweat with y'all and i might not do a lot but try to help a little bit (laughs) bro you're here to put the roof on this thing bro you say y'all, but it's we, bro. It's we, baby. Joe Willis is all over this bad boy. We out you. Uh, we out you. For thir- no, this has been awesome, man. It's been great. For Third Coast Podcast, I'm Joe. What it do, Gators? With Chuck. Hey, hey. And thank you so much, Alex, for joining in. Uh, this is not going to be a one-time thing. We, the listeners, I have you back. We'll be back. I'm upstairs. <laughs> we love y'all. Check out this great music coming, and uh, we'll catch y'all next week.